Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Every week we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeist, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax, and get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hey guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. Uh, In this episode, we are going to have another great conversation with Dalton Jones of Southern Souls Paranormal. Um, He just got finished wrapping up, or almost wrapping up, I guess, their investigation of the Demon House in Florence, Alabama. So we're going to hear about that. And as a bonus, he also brought with him uh, I guess probably eight or so EVPs that we go over and he kind of gets my reaction to and we go back and forth on some theories on that. So big treat for you guys on that. And for whatever reason, it the conversation somehow devolves into us talking about uh, cooking and uh, Southern culture and comparing Gordon Ramsay's cooking to the great Alton Brown's cooking. And we have an odd reference to Joey Vatone. So a lot going on in this episode. Uh, We're going to join it mid-conversation. So you guys enjoy our conversation with Dalton Jones of Southern Souls Paranormal. Hey Dalton, so it's been a while since we since we've talked on the show officially. I know we chatted a little bit back and forth in between shows, but um I know you've been a busy, busy guy and your team's been just swamped. So what have y'all been up to lately? Well, um we uh we had the case in Florence that, you know, we, we had talked about before on your podcast, I think two or three times. I mean it's every every time that, that you know something new comes up with it, you know, I, I'm wanting to, to do a podcast on it because it, it's such an interesting case and I'm constantly learning new things about it. And this case in particular, I've learned probably more in two investigations than I've learned in three years of doing it. I mean, you know, and specifically about hell and demons. I know that's kind of dark, but I mean, it's true, you know, with, with all the research that I've done, I mean, I've I've went all the way into digging into uh, the uh, seven levels of hell or the six levels of hell or something like that. Dante's Inferno, pretty much. Right. Which yeah, the 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 yes. Uh, I want to say it's, it's either seven or nine nine levels to hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I agree with you. It's either seven or nine. But uh, you know, I I was I was doing some research on that, and I was doing some research on these demons, and you know, the last time that we talked about this case. I told you that there were um, uh, three names of demons that were brought up in the case. That was uh, O.C. or O's or Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just call it O's because that looks like how it's said, but I've heard it said uh, the other two ways. Um, mm-hmm. Mallet. And, uh, the other one was Ball, wasn't it? Well, ball came up later in the investigation. Oh, um, okay. I, th- I thought that was one that you talked about originally. No, ball was not. Um, Who was it? Anyway, there was another one. There was another right. one. That, it'll probably pop into my head later in the episode. But um, anyway, ball came up 
whenever we talked, whenever I talked to the medium and she was kind of doing a reading and stuff like that, she kept hearing the name Ball, 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 Ball. Well, you know, I, I looked into into the name Ball and uh, there, there's there's a little bit of information on there, but I mean, there's nothing that, that, that went too deep into it. You know, it wasn't a lot of documented um you know there there just wasn't a lot of information i mean i do know that he was the first demon to be cast out of hell um or or one of the original um 72 demons cast or seven seven, 72 angels of solomon cast out of hell or something like that or cast out of heaven something like that. right right he's he's an important figure uh historically whenever it comes to that yes and 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 that's kind of the research i'm doing i'm not just i'm not going on wikipedia you know um, I'm I'm going through religious sites, Catholic sites. I'm I'm using the Bible, and then I'm using a uh, Roman ritual. And uh, another interesting thing that I found out a few days ago uh, about Malik um, is that, well, let me ask you this real quick: Have you ever heard of uh, the Book of the Dead? Yes, you're talking about the Necronomicon. Yes, Necronomicon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, for those for for those of the people that don't know what that is, uh, the Front and back of the book, the uh, cover was made out of human skin, um, yes. and the the words were written in blood, and that was written by correct me if I'm wrong, but H. P. Lovecraft. Yes, that's I believe that's I believe that's accurate. Yeah, it's it's either H. B. or H. P. I'm thinking it's H. P. Oh, Lovecraft. It, it Lovecraft is definitely H. P. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Malik is a name that is brought up in Necronomicon. So oh, really? That's not, that. that's, uh, you know, that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's like the kind of Egyptian demon thing. <laughs> if, I mean, I know, I know that's not very uh, scientific or very like professional for me to say that, but I mean, that's, that's my take on it is that this right. is more like a Egyptian type. It, it pretty much, it was a Egyptian God. Um, mm-hmm. And in, in the Bible, pretty much states that all false idols are demons. So Loki, uh, I'm, I'm speaking on pagan, um, Loki and uh, Thor and uh, let's see, uh, all those idols are demons, pretty much. Right. As, as far as Christianity goes. Right, um, right. That's that's their perspective. You get a lot of a lot of pagan people who would argue with you about that, but I I have definitely under always understood that Christian perspective on it for sure. Yeah, and uh, so pretty much Malik is uh, an Egyptian god. Um, I mean, that's just like uh, Ra. Ra mm-hmm. is a god as well. I think that's the sun god, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, mm-hmm. he's he's a demon. Um, not it, the name isn't the same, but you know, just like in, in, in when whenever I did the interview with AL.com, uh, Alabama State News, um, I said something and I want to clarify it because I got some backlash on it, which was and, I, and I've talked to you about this before. Whenever I said that God and Allah are the same thing, they're not, and I didn't mean it like that, but um, you know, they're they're both gods pretty much, um. Well, I mean, they are not not pretty much, but they are. Um, that's just like um, Malik is. I don't even know what point I was getting to, Leo. 
No, but no, but I understand what you're saying. When when you say God and Allah are the same, you're not mm-hmm. saying literally that they're the same. You're saying that if you're a Christian, what you say when you, the personage you t- think you envision when you say God is the same personage that a Muslim envisions when they say Allah. It, yes, it doesn't. Exactly. It doesn't mean that they are the same. It doesn't mean that they are the same entity. It doesn't mean even that they they're, they're that they're remotely equivalent. But in people's minds, in different cultures, they're equivalent. I think, yeah. and I think that was the point that a lot of people missed that it, there was a nuance in the in that story that you ended up catching a lot of backlash on. Unfortunately, when all you were doing was stating a fact. I mean, it's right. it might not be something people agree with. It might not be something people are happy with, but it's the reality of the situation. Just yeah. like, just I'll like if you say, that. um, if you say Zeus and Jupiter are the same. Well, they're not the same. One is one is a Roman god. One is a Greek god. But to the Romans, they were the same as Jupiter was the same as Zeus was to the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, like like I said, I got backlash on that, and, and what you said, you pretty much worded it how I should have worded it. Um, but either way, you know, any idol, false idol that is, um, you know, not the Christian God, uh, as far as Christianity goes, is a demon. Um, whether that's, uh, you know, like you said, Jupiter or, um, what was the other one you said? Uh, Zeus, uh, or Thor or Loki or, uh, Luna, you know, those are all demons pretty much. So, you know, you've got uh, the goddess of the moon. You've got uh, the sun god. You've got the wind god. You've got the rain god. I mean, all of those are demons. And if you think, mm-hmm. demons are usually associated with elements or some type of uh, emotion or um, a place. You know, it's, uh, you know, I think there's even a, a god of the desert. Uh, or God of the Rainforest, or something like that. I don't know who, wh- what the name of it is, but you know, you you get you get the point I'm trying to make, and I'm I'm hoping everybody else is as well. Um, right. I'm not trying to right. ramble, but right. No, and it, I I I understand completely the point you're making. I I think, and and again, we're not. I don't I don't think you're saying definitively that these people, these entities, are demons, uh, or maybe even if you are, you don't necessarily have to agree or disagree with that. Uh, but that is definitely a theory out there and a philosophy among a lot of haunting investigators, especially ones who run into demonic entities, because you do hear a lot of these names come up. And it's it's a rationale that uh, that Christians specifically have taken over the years to explain why why were there these old pagan gods? Well, these old pagan gods were demonic entities who portrayed themselves as gods and took on names and they sure they had power so they could they could actually fool people into thinking that they were gods. You don't have to agree or disagree with it. It's just a, a fact of, of history and of philosophy. Yeah. And uh, you know another thing that I learned was that, you know, demons, yeah, they're powerful. Yeah, they're evil, but they're not as powerful as they make themselves out to be. I mean, you got to think. There was three other names mentioned besides Ball that um, were demons. Well, the only presence that we got was Ball. 
there was only one negative inching there, which mm-hmm. is ball. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I take that back. There was two. Um, there was one that was there, which was ball, and there was another one that was a witch, um, which I'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But right. anyway, um, pretty much what we did on, on the last investigation, we actually closed the case, a seven-month-long case. We finally got it closed. Thank the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. And, and immediately, you know, for for four days, we or actually five days, the family actually slept great. They, they did not have nightmares. They did not have any type of negative activity. They still had activity, but it wasn't negative. I mean, right, right. It was it was all good. It felt good. Um, which you know, some people are gonna be like, well, the demon could still be there. Well, I'm also gonna get to that a little bit later. Um, but what we did was me, one of the homeowners and the, uh, uh, medium, we went outside and I, I videotaped, uh, those two sealing the house. And pretty much what that does is, um, it, it, it keeps things from coming in. Mm-hmm. See, whenever you're blessed in the home, the first thing you want to do is seal the house. You want to make sure nothing else can come in. The second thing you want to do is bless it, which is what I did. Now, during a channeling, uh, the medium broke through and said, Dalton, you need to start the blessing now. Well, stupid me, I put the gum script for the uh, blessing up under the camera. Well, whenever she said start the blessing, I picked up the camera, sat the camera back down, and I pointed the gum camera at the wall. So that kind of made me mad. It kind of made me mad at first, but then... It, it, I got a little bit happy because ever, originally I didn't think I actually called it. I did not think that that, that was recorded. So whenever I actually heard what had happened, um, I was very excited. And see, with, with the blessing, you're going to start at the front door, then you're going to go to the kitchen, then you're going to go to the living room, then you're going to go to the dining room. Well, once I got to the dining room, um, I'm about to anoint the back door. That's where the back door is. And uh, I feel a searing pain in my back. And it's almost like somebody reached inside my back and started pulling my spine out, ripping it out of my body. The pain was uh, probably an 8 out of 10. It, it literally took my breath away. Well, two seconds after I start feeling that pain, the medium has this unhuman growl. Leo, you heard it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I have. I don't think I've ever heard a sound like that, and I definitely, <clears throat> I can't imagine that sound coming out of a human being. And, and see, the medium, she's a female, and she's she's not deep voiced at all. I mean, she's you know, you know, you get the you get some of them women that smoke cigarettes, they talk like this. Well, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, she, she didn't talk like that. I mean, she was very. She had a very feminine voice. Um, there was, you know, uh, basically no bass in her voice at all. I mean, you know, so hearing that come out of her was bone chilling. But whenever you're doing a blessing and, and even whenever you're doing dealing with demons, you do not want to show fear and you do not want to show negative emotions. You don't even want to get mad. You want to be stern, but you don't want to get mad. Okay. Right. You you just want to carry on with what you're doing, almost like they're not even there. Yeah. So immediately, you know, 
once I felt uh, a little bit of fear, I pushed that out and I continued on with what I was doing and I continued blessing the home. And once I finished, you know, it was done. Now, I still felt the pain in my back. It wasn't as bad. It was going away. I told the medium, I said, hey, this happened to my back. Well, she comes over there. She puts her hand on my back. She starts praying. Well, pain's gone. Well, we start communicating with, uh, and, and by the way, I can now mention the names of the family. And I can also mention the names of the family members that have passed on. Um, because the way we help them, they want people to realize that there's no reason to be scared. There's no reason to not reach out to somebody. Even if you think that they might think you're crazy, mm-hmm. you know, that might happen. But if you reach out to us, we're going to believe you. We may be skeptical, but, you know, we're going to we're going to pursue the case. Um, so. Michael and Christy or Mike and Christy. Um, that those are the two people that we did the investigation for. Well, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, there there's a lot of things that's actually happened to me. Um, you know, I was attacked there that during the during the first investigation and also during the second one. During the yep. first one, I was sexually attacked. Um, during the second one, I was uh, attacked. I felt like something was pulling out my spine. Um, mm-hmm. But after the blessing, we started communicating with Brayden, uh, a friend that, that I went to school with who uh, tragically died in a car wreck. Um, we communicated with him. We know it was him. There is no doubt in our mind that it was him. He was he was telling us all this stuff. And I mean, it, it was it was very it, it, it was a tearjerker, I'm telling you. I mean, because you literally heard him come through the PSB 7 and say, Daddy, I love you. Oh, man. Oh, and that's 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 heartbreaking right there. That, I mean, it's, that, it, it's beautiful, but it's also heartbreaking at the same time. That hit me hard. Yeah. And, uh, that was the first time I've ever seen Jessica cry. Um, I'm getting there right now because, <laughs> I mean, do I miss him? Yeah, I miss the hell out of him. I mean, I wish I could have gotten to know him more. Um, unfortunately, you know, I wasn't able to get as close to him um, while he was alive as I am now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's kind of weird because you can still get close to somebody even if they passed away. Mm-hmm. Even the lady that married a 300-year-old pirate <laughs> got really close. But, I thought you know, I thought that engagement was off. I thought I thought they broke that off. Yeah, pirate cheated on her. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> but anyway, you know, it, I had communicated with Braden even before that investigation. I mean, he was asking me to do some of the stuff for him to kind of carry out his 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 final wish, basically. And I felt absolutely honored to do that. Um, now it's been a little bit of a struggle for me to actually do that. Um, based on the, uh, I mean, it's it's a touchy subject for people, so mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. been difficult, and I, I've I've been unsuccessful so far, but I'm still going to pursue it because um, I'm not going to give up. Um, but um, 
anyway, he was, we were talking with him. I mean, he, he, this is the most, I mean, you can even ask Jessica. I mean, this was the most responses we've ever gotten on the PSB 11 ever. And explain to, uh, to the audience real quick, the most of them probably know what it, what exactly is a PSP 11? How does it work? Uh, a PSB 11, that's, well, it, they're probably familiar with a PSB 7. Um, if they're mm-hmm. not, basically, it's a modified radio that sweeps through uh, radio stations uh, at a high sweep rate. Um, I've actually modified my SB7. I took out the antenna, so there's absolutely no um, interference with uh, actual radio stations um, like you would normally get. Now, mm-hmm. the PSB7, it's pretty much two PSB7s in one um box so you can sweep on two different channels okay now this one's not modified there's no reason for me to modify it because i always sweep it on uh let's see after let's see the channels change every 50 milliseconds so that's like right they're probably gonna laugh at me for making that sound but i mean it's true um you know and, and if, if you're listening to it on a EVP recorder, it just sounds like white noise. And that's right. pretty much all it is. Well, going through that many sweep rates and, and hearing phrases come through, I mean, you've got to think. There was probably some words that he said that probably went through at least 12 different sweeps. Okay. Now, one voice that goes through two would be considered paranormal. One voice that goes through 12 is clearly paranormal. For him to say in the same voice, Daddy, I love you, you know, that's got to be over at least 30 sweeps. At least. Yeah, if, mean, you're, if, you're doing, if you're doing 50 milliseconds, so that's 20, that's 20 sweeps per second. So, and that does, that takes about a second and a half. So that would be 30 sweeps that that would have had to go through, which if it was just random noises would be just gibberish or white noise. So, I mean, you know, we've gotten some responses on the PSB 11, but nowhere near the responses that we got on this. I mean, these were intelligent. These were phrases. I mean, you've got to think these spirits were there under this, the, under the power of this demon, the demon basically silenced these spirits and you got to think these spirits are like hey we can actually talk now well here's something that's kind of sad um after communicating with Braden for about 15 minutes um he comes through and he says i'm scared well i look at jessica and we're both just like a deer in headlights i mean wide-eyed jessica asks why are you scared well we hear a voice come through that's not Braden that says, I'm not leaving. Oh. Well, turns out during the blessing, we missed a room. We missed a closet. How we missed it, I don't know, because we were in the living room whenever we were doing these sessions. And we were in the living room for over half the investigation. Because right. we were, this wasn't a normal investigation. After, after the blessing, it became a normal investigation where we actually used equipment. But we realized that the, that the, a uh, closet that we missed was literally right behind me and Jessica. And oh. it was not covered up. It was not covered up. How we missed that, I don't know. Well, we blessed it. And uh, after that, it was done. We believe the demon was gone. Well, 
not a- after that then we started doing uh evp sessions mm-hmm. and you know we started doing those after the 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 medium left because we're like hey we're about to go ahead and leave and uh you know anyway we actually sat and talked with them for a little bit uh with the homeowners and we're like you know what let's do some evp we do some evps and uh you can hear Braden say i love you again but it's not like a it's not as fast as it was with the sp11 it was like i love you right. so it took several seconds for him to actually get that out but it was the same voice that was on the uh sp11 so it was uh yeah. it was very cool and we were getting very intelligent responses and even now, I haven't went through all the EVP recordings because there's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably went through an hour's worth yesterday, which you know just as well as I do and any other paranormal investigators out there that, you know, doing these, uh, the editing process and the evidence review is the hardest part of an investigation if you're doing yes. it by yourself. Yes, it is. So um, I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about, so just to ask, if that was Braden that we were communicating with earlier and we got this response. Braden, was that you that we were communicating with earlier? Wow. That is that is really, really clear. Uh, you can you can hear actually it's harder to tell what Jessica's saying uh, in the recording. Um because uh because of the, you know, where where you have the the sound, yeah, uh, I had adjusted so that so that it, you could actually hear the EVP. But yeah, you hear her say, uh, "Braden, was that you we heard earlier?" And then, uh, almost like a breathy, huh? And then, oh yeah. <laughs> and, and, and see, the funny thing was, is I asked Mike, and Mike didn't even know that I got this EVP. And I'm like, "Hey, Mike." Um. Was Braden ever the type of person that you would ask him a question and he'd be like, huh? And then actually respond with the answer a few seconds later? He's like, yeah, all the time. All the time. I'm like, here, listen to this. He was blown away by that. And I was too. And I said, you know, it's funny because I do that exact same thing. Which, then again, a lot of people do. Leo, I'm sure you do it. I mean, yeah, and it's, and it's honestly, it's, it's more prevalent with younger people. With, with folks your age, you get that more. Uh, some people keep it through their entire lives, but you really see it definitely with people I'd say under the age of 25, you get yeah. that a whole lot, but because your, your, your mind tends to wander when you're younger, you, you're thinking about 500 other things and you hear what somebody says, but you, you got to leave your thoughts in the beginning. So you get, you get that, huh? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yep. yep. And, uh, so you better be glad that you, you came up with that what you just said, because I was about to be like, you better quit age shaming me, Leo. <laughs> that's all right, man. You could, you could beat me in basketball at least at this age, probably. <laughs> no. Leo, I can't jump. I can't jump. For, for anything. The, the next EVP I want you to listen to is, uh, it's labeled heartbeat EVP. Now, the only thing that I can, and there's a reason why I labeled it that because it literally sounds like a heartbeat. Okay. Let me have a listen to this real quick. All right. Did you still return when I was your show? 
Yeah, hold on, let me listen to that again. Did you still travel now with your show? That one's that one's really weird to me. Um, it's it's not a typical EVP where you hear like a voice or something. But I have I have run into EVPs like that before. Um, if anybody's heard our EVP episode, uh, I have on there what's what's called the the what's been labeled as the scariest EVP of all time, which is a ten minute long EVP where you hear people basically trying to kill each other and stuff like that. But part of the EVP is ambient noises that the investigators say the house was dead silent. There was no noise going on in the house whatsoever, but you hear clocks ticking and you hear a cuckoo clock and you hear uh, what sounds like people running up and down hallways. And this kind of reminds me of that where it's, I, I don't think it's a noise from the house. I, I, I can't, pe- I can't peg what exactly it is. It's definitely got the characteristics of an EVP. But I have no idea what that what that possibly could be. And see, whenever I was doing the editing process, I hear that. I'm like, what the heck is that saying? So I'm doing noise reduction after noise reduction after noise reduction. And finally, I'm like, that sounds like a daggum heartbeat. But, you know, usually whenever you hear a heartbeat, it's more like, boom, 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 boom. This is just like, boom, and it's done. So the only thing that, because, you know, like, like I've told you before, I, I maintain the skeptic mindset. The only thing I can think of would be somebody setting something down. Now, the homeowners, we told them before that they need to be still, you know, don't, you know, pick anything up, don't set anything down, you know, the, the basic stuff. Don't talk, you know, or, mm-hmm. or don't, don't whisper, don't whisper. Definitely I mean, don't whisper. For God's sake, don't whisper. <laughs> <laughs> because... That gum, if I don't get an EVP that says, hey, can you pass me that glass of tea? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I've got those before. <laughs> and I come yeah. to find out that it's one of my investigators who is just thirsty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it, it's – it's every investigator is going to encounter that. So we try to minimize that as much as possible. Um, so, I mean, you know, Leo, I'm going to tell you the story. Uh, because, you know, the, Mike asked if uh, he was the one that stole the turtle in elementary school. I'm going to tell you that story later off the record. Um, okay. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. What's the next EVP? Um, okay, there's one labeled EMI. Okay. This one is very weird, and I've only encountered an EVP like this uh, one other time. So, in total, I've encountered it twice. Okay, let me have a listen to this real quick. You want candy corn? Okay, with that one, I can't. I can't really tell what's being said. It sounds almost like a full sentence, a really quick sentence to me. Um. Here's, here's- I'd, I'd love to throw that one into Audacity and analyze that and just kind of try to completely isolate that because it's that one's weird, but it's I don't get a good feeling from that EVP. No, I, I didn't either. It immediately sent chills down my spine. And 
once I got that when my phone started acting up, my lock button and my home button would not work. Mm. It wouldn't register that I was even hitting them. And even now, they still don't work. Really? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But I labeled that one EMI for a reason. Um, you know, I let's see. Uh, I, I'm forgetting what the I stands for. Uh, I don't know. It was uh, electromagnetic something was basically what I named it. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's got that down sweep. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm wondering if that's a manifestation. That, that could be. That could be. So you're you're talking about literally you just caught the the sound of the electromagnetic spectrum during a manifestation instead yeah. instead of it instead of an EM uh, EM uh, EM uh, EMP yes thank you uh, in, instead of an EMF you literally caught it would still be an EMF but it would be um, or EMP it wouldn't be an EMP it would be an EMP with phenomenon instead of voice yeah and my brain my brain sorry my brain locked up for a second there (laughs) i think i I lost a few brain cells (laughs) i'm just kidding leo um so i mean i I don't know i mean i can't say for sure if 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 we caught a manifestation i mean you know if if we were actually running on a uh camera we may have caught something at that time i don't know now now here's now here's the thought that just occurred to me if if spirits are transdimensional, let's let's just take up the theory of spirits being entities that go in between dimensions that we can't fully recognize because we only have three dimensional senses. Um, and so eventually, sometimes they pop into our dimensional space. Sometimes they float out of them. What if you caught an EVP, but as something was leaving from one dimension to another, so you get that fade off effect. Quite possibly, um, and, and and you've got a good point. But uh, you know, I've got one more EVP that is. Uh, let's see, um, actually, I've got what the heck was that? Um, I've got. Two more EVPs. Um, open the one up that says "Is Dalton Drama Queen." Okay, yeah, I've been looking forward to this one. Yeah. Is Dalton uh, Drama Queen? I think we know the answer to that. But yep, if Jessica was please. on here, I mean, we, we already know who said that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll own up to it. Is Dalton Drama Queen? Okay, I want to hear that one again. Let's see. Because you definitely hear uh, Miss Vic say he's Dalton the Drama Queen, which is exactly the question she would ask. Yeah. Is Dalton the Drama Queen? Now, now here's my question. I, I want to say that the answer is yes, <laughs> but it, it as much as we try to be a G-rated show here, it almost sounds like it says bitch. I don't. I don't hear bitch. I just hear yeah. Well, it could be that I, I just had one one earbud in listening to it. So um, I'm going to take your word for it that that's yeah. Uh, again, that's that's one. That, and you know how how I am. I, I love when you send me EVPs because I love getting into the weeds with analyzing them and 
trying to figure out what they say. And I've had several other investigative groups over the years that have used me as their as their analyzer for EVPs because I've got a good ear for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's another one, kind of like the the EMI one and the heartbeat one, where I would I would really love to throw that into into my software and really get down and analyze that and try to isolate every bit of that. Um, but mean, it, it could, it could be, I mean, we, we know the answer to that is yes. <laughs> oh, shut up, Leo. <laughs> I'm about to fire you from your own freaking podcast. I'm oh Lordy. But yeah, I mean, it's that, and that's the, that's the thing about EVPs that, um, 99 times out of 100, they aren't super clear. The ones you catch, these are really, really good ones. These are Class A or very high Class B EVPs, yeah. um, and, which is and, which is pretty rare. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, in 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 our typical investigations, you know, we're getting you know Class C, Class uh, uh, B, and then you know I don't even think there's a Class D. I don't think there is. There might be. No, but, I, I would I would say a class D would would be so uh, so garbled that you couldn't really even validate it as evidence. Other than un- other than there's just a mystery sound. Yeah, or you know, unintelligible. And, and you know, I'm 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 usually catching anything from class D or what I'm calling class D to um class B, low class B. Um mm-hmm. and, and this investigation was um we had clear communication very clear um now here's the one that i know you're going to be excited about here and i know you've already heard it but um this is something that's going to blow people's minds leo i want you to uh, click on multi vp okay multi vp let's have a listen to that one EVP session two now with now with this one this is another one that i don't i don't get a good feeling from this evp uh and uh first off it's um it's not rare to catch different voices in evps no not at all it's rare to catch them on top of each other but you know, it's not rare to in one EVP session you might catch two or three voices, depending on how many entities are in the location that you're investigating. Um, the fact that you have uh, them layered on top of each other, and the fact that they are very recognizable as voices, both of them, and the thing that sticks out to me is that you could tell one is really close by the microphone. And the other one's farther back in the distance. You could actually hear three-dimensional space in that recording. Yep. And, you know, like I told you earlier, that there's three EVPs in there. Um, the first one, is the female, is saying mm-hmm. uh, that's sweet, or what mm-hmm. I believe is saying that's sweet. Um, the second one is saying, uh, hang on, um, the, the male, the first male is saying that's right. Mm-hmm. And then there's another male speaking, and then it says... Uh, Listen, but here's the thing. Here's the weird thing. That second male, I'm having a hard time actually thinking that that's a male, but I'm also having a hard time thinking that's a female. 
Right. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. It's it's really hard to distinguish that, and there there could be a couple reasons for that. Uh, first off, it could be a young male. Yeah. Um, could be could be an older female. Uh, also, could be a non-human entity, or it could be a smoker. Could be could definitely be a smoker because a lot of times, uh, people who smoke, you wouldn't think this, but they're that raspiness of voice uh that distorted voice that smokers tend to have um where they all kind of sound like jack plants yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they they you carry that with you into the afterlife you yeah, know which, and, is a, and, which is another reason for you guys to quit smoking <laughs> yeah well i don't want to have a stone in my throat <laughs> exactly and i also don't want to sound like sling blade no no I like but French fried taters. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> but that that definitely could be a, could be a smoker's voice for sure. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go right off the bat and say that that third voice is uh, a non-human entity because I mean I can't really say that for sure. Right. I mean, you know, that's just like all of these EVPs. I can't say for sure that you know these are certain people. I mean, does it sound like them? Yes. Now the ones with Braden, I can say without a doubt. Because I knew him. Now, can demons right. manipulate? Yes, but demons cannot manipulate perfectly. Okay, this is another thing I learned. Demons are going. Demons are copycats. The devil is a copycat. Um, there are just as many demons as there are angels. The devil and demons are going to copycat. You know, by mocking the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So the three knocks. You know the, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and the three scratches. Um, right. You know, they're going to mock God. They're going to mock Jesus. They're going to mock hell, but they can't do it perfectly. OK, you know, so I'm you, you get what I'm saying. But yep. uh, the third one, or I'm sorry, I don't know why I said third one, but the seventh one I want you to listen to is one labeled laugh. OK, and I think this is one I actually got to listen to earlier, but I'm going to listen to it again. Let's let's have a look at laugh. And see, I, I like what you did on on this EVP specifically, where you slowed it down a little bit because it's a really quick laugh on there. It's definitely a laugh, uh, but until you slow it down, like you do right there at the end when when you were uh, sharing the EVPs with us, uh, you really can't distinguish what it is. And when you slow it down, you can really, really tell that it's that's a quick laugh. Um, yeah, and, and and even whenever you look at the waveforms, you can tell that it's a laugh because my grandmother, I let her listen to it. She's like, that sounds like a whistle. I'm like, well, look, if it's a whistle, it's going to have an upsweep. Right, right. And that's, that's, that's one thing that uh, when I first started using uh, software to analyze EVPs as opposed to just back in – back in the first few years of my investigations where I would just literally had a tape recorder. Um, when software came out where you could analyze it, what I did was I went out and I found a whole bunch of sound files or and created sound files with things like whistles and laughs and claps and, and crying sounds and moans. And so I knew what those sounds actually looked like, which helped me in distinguishing EVPs. Um, so yeah, you're right. You could, if you look at it, if you look at the sound wave, you could definitely tell a laugh versus a whistle, for example. So, and I, I think this is definitely a laugh. Um, you know, what, what was this? Do you remember what the circumstances were around that that recording? 
like what what was asked, or, right, or what or what was happening. Because um, well, a lot of times we see with the laughing or with EVPs like that, where it's it's almost reacting to something, you'll actually see that it is reacting to something that's happening at the moment. Well, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that that might be the demon, because Mike asks if there's anybody there that needs help, and it's like that demon is like, <laughs> yeah, there is. Um, right. That's 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 exactly that's exactly what I was wondering about. You got to keep in mind that this is after the blessing, but here's the thing. I'm going to get to that later. I don't know why I said it, but here's the thing. I'm going to get to that later, but I am going to get to that later because there's more to the story. Okay. Uh, so this next one, uh, it should be the last one on there. Uh, or the last one we haven't listened to, which, which is, um, uh, yes. N word. Yes. So, this, this was the one that you shared with me previously that kind of shocked me. Yeah, so this one you might want to bleep. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not going to bleep it. But I will tell folks that if you're um, if you're easily offended by um, by certain words, you know, uh, my first piece of advice would be get over it. My second piece of advice would be you know maybe fast forward a couple minutes. So, but uh, let's let's listen to this one because this is one of the it's one of the weirdest EVPs I've ever heard. Okay. Now I'm I'm going to I'm gonna set aside my, my white privilege here and uh and just speak plainly. What I hear in that EVP is um you know, you, you hear uh, Jessica, I'm assuming, say, you know, is there any reason why you're why you're still here? And the first thing that you hear, obviously, is is a yes with a long hiss at s at the end of it. And then what I hear is niggers, not not just nigger, but niggers, because you hear that same ex, that, that same extended s at the end of it. Which, yeah, <laughs> Lucifer presented himself as a snake in the uh, Garden of Eden. Yes. So why would a demon not present itself in that form? Hey, hey, that was exactly what I was thinking when the first time I heard it. Um, I was thinking this is this is possibly the most demonic EVP I've ever heard without something coming out specifically and announcing itself as a demon. Um, I, I despise that word, uh, that was used on it. And I don't use that in my normal language. Uh, and I don't associate with anybody who does. So it, it was, it was really offensive to me to hear that, but mm -hmm. that just shows the level of malevolence that was present there that, 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 that those kind of words would just be thrown around. Not, not that demons are PC, not that they care about language or anything like that, but I no, don't. The, the, they know what filth is. They know what what makes people uncomfortable and what what is appropriate and not appropriate. And that is that's possibly the most inappropriate uh, EVP I've ever heard. It's just, I mean, it's an incredible catch, um, but it's definitely one that I'm like, I I don't I don't feel comfortable even listening to it. 
But yeah, I'm going to put it on the podcast, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, here, here's the thing. Here's a little backstory. The, uh, the, the land that that house has been on is a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's a bad thing. Here's another bad thing. It used to be a plantation. Of course it was. Even that- another one thing, there's slave graves. Probably could be underneath that house. Really? Oh, don't you? You just gave me chills, man. That's, I didn't think that this. I didn't think that this investigation could get any weirder. But that that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, and, and and guess what? I mentioned the word witch earlier, and the medium kept getting the word witch, witch, witch before she even went on the investigation. Well, mm-hmm. she uh, she said that there's there's something about a witch there. Well, slaves came from Africa. What did they do in Africa? Voodoo, hoodoo. They did voodoo. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, so which? So could could one of these slaves? Could they have summoned this demon to cause harm to the land or to the uh, uh, slave owner? It it certainly wouldn't be unheard of. And here's another thing. The only way to really get rid of the demon is to, well, there's really two ways. Is the first way, the one that does not is not going to cause a lot of trouble or a lot of pain, emotional pain, physical pain, spiritual pain, would be finding the altar that this thing was conjured from. Now, this is hundreds of years ago. That altar ain't going to be there, so that's out. Right. Another way to get rid of it is letting it possess somebody and having it exercised. Right, which is which is not not the most pleasant way imaginable. No. Now, do I want to be the one that gets possessed? No. No. Leo, can you do me a favor? Yes. Can you? Yeah, okay, you already said yes. Great. Can you come down to Alabama? Can you come to Florence? And we're going to let this thing possess you. Okay. <laughs> I I might want to run that by my wife first. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure she'll say yes. I don't know that it'll change my personality all that much. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean that's my theory that the only way to really get rid of it from that land is an exorcism. That's the only so, way to really back to hell because so, all a blessing is going to do is push it out of the house and it's going to go wherever it wants to. Now, being that it's in a neighborhood, could it go to another target? Could it go to another house? Yes, and it is quite possible that we're going to be going to another house in that neighborhood doing the exact same case. Right. It's it's like chasing cockroaches around an apartment complex. Yeah, you're you're never going to you're never going to get rid of it. I mean, uh, uh, unless I mean you just you get them all in one area, you put out a bunch of them uh see cockroaches down here they like uh biscuits and gravy. So, you know, put out some biscuits and gravy for it. Let them come up to it, get them all in one room, take a flamethrower and light them up. Well, you just you just tainted biscuits and gravy for me, man. It's not cool. <laughs> well, you're you're from the north, so it doesn't matter. I'm I am not from the north. I'm a southern boy. I love biscuits and gravy. Just because I'm living in the north. <laughs> don't yeah. don't put that on me. <laughs> you you've been in the north too long, Leo. Oh my lord. Oh uh, so so let me ask you, what do you, I mean, do you have a theory as to why that could be 
one of the only ways to get rid of a demon is is via possession. I mean, does it does it weaken it? Does it? Uh, because I I know it, like in the Bible there was uh, the demon infested man that, that was infested by legion, uh, mm-hmm. and and Christ spoke that demon out of that man, and the demon which did not was not in a body at that time asked to it, for Christ to allow it to go into the herd of pigs. And of course, then the pigs ran off the cliff. Does do you think that possession weakens a demon somehow, or what? Why is why is it easier to get rid of it in that state than if they're just free floating in a in a location? Well, um, if there's possession involved, if anything, it's going to make it stronger because it gives it a living body. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more that it can do as far as damage wise. Um, I mean, so if anything, it's strengthening it. Now, repeated blessings, yeah, that could weaken it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no telling how many blessings would have to be done in order to weaken it enough to where it just gives up. Now, the likelihood of it to give up is very slim because a demon wants what it wants, and it's going to get what it wants till it is, well, banished back to the pits of hell. Right, and there's, and there's, enough, there's enough animosity and hate and bad feelings and stuff in this world for it to feed off for all demons to feed off of. They're not going to starve to death just floating no. around either. No, they're not. Um, so I, I think that uh, we're going to be back to that neighborhood. But here's the thing, Leo. Here's what's going to shock you. We didn't know until the day after the investigation that there was an attic. Oh, really? There's an attic, and we did not oh, get no. Well, I didn't know that until the next day. Well, four days later, I have a nightmare that I'm possessed. And uh, the homeowners would co- would complain of having sore ribs. Well, here's the thing. I woke up and I had sore ribs. In that dream, I had sore ribs. It was almost like something was pushing up against my ribs and like to the point to where they were about to crack. So do you think that this thing attached to you? Do you think that you were experiencing uh, something psychically from that from that house itself? Do you think there's still something potentially there? Yes, there is something still there, and it's in the attic. We know that. Um, now, is it attached to me? I don't think so. Um, now, did I give it? Did I feed it? Yes, I did. I fed it with fear during the first investigation whenever I ran out and left the home after being sexually attacked. And uh, hearing that little girl laugh and seeing that white apparition of, here's another thing, the Klansman. Right. Which goes back to that last EVP we heard. Yep. And it also goes back to the slaves as well. So mm-hmm. there you go. There you go, Leo. More and more confirmation. Um, but Mike was painting a wall. He was on a step ladder, or he was on a ladder. Well, he fell off the ladder and had sore ribs, and now his ribs are all bruised up. That happened. Mm. That happened whenever I was having the dream. Not not during the time I was having the dream, but it, it happened whenever I told him about it. He's like, "Hey, yeah, my ribs are sore too. I fell off a ladder." Huh. That's that's a little too too close for comfort. That that's not. I don't know that I necessarily file that under coincidence. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't either, but uh, we're going to be going back to that house here in uh, about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Leo, I'm going to send you a picture, 
in Messenger, all right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to show you what I woke up to yesterday morning. Okay. All right, I sent you two. Okay, let's have a look at this real quick. Now, I didn't take a picture of it immediately because I'm right. sitting thinking, well, I must have uh, brushed up against something. Well, I ran it under some cold water, not even I'm thinking. Well, I look at it closer, and it's a B. Whose name starts with B? Ball. Ball. Exactly. And I can see that. I, I was thinking from the picture, I was thinking the first thought I had was, well, it's a cross with a circle around it. Mm-hmm. And, and and there's that's another thing. That would, that would be our logo. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Was that look reminded me of your guys' logo? You know, not that not that that's the person you want or the thing you want promoting your stuff. <laughs> but well, here's uh here's some other weird stuff that happened. The the day after the no two or th- about two or three days after the investigation, I had a Satanist send us a message, and basically saying that hey. You're going to experience magic today. And I'm like, um, Jesus loves you. And he sends me a video from YouTube, and it's him. His name is Sinbad. That's what, it, that's what he goes by. Well, it says Sinbad and how he sold his soul at the crossroads. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I remember you talking about that. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sinbad, like, huh? Oh, crap. I'm like, and you can't pick a better name than that. No, that's like the worst name ever. And then, and then, and then, and then in the video, it's like uh, the day after he sold his soul to the devil. Um, his music just started uh, just going crazy. He was getting all these views. Well, I'm, I'm like, the devil lied to you. Uh, I'm sitting there going through YouTube. 123 views, 437 views, 363 views, 72 views. I'm like, yeah, yeah. that lied to you. I said, you I'm, didn't get shit. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I could have my daughter play a ukulele and get that many views on YouTube. I could play a ukulele and get half the views that your daughter could. I, I probably get more than that because she's not very good at it. So. <laughs> well, I, it's been a while since I've played. Well, Most she's people... she's cute though. That's that's the thing. She's very cute. Yeah, so she, she'll she'll get more uh, <laughs> likes than I would, more views. Exactly. <laughs> but, but, um, you know, people don't realize that, you know, I, I, I do play instruments. I play the, I can play guitar a little bit. I can play the piano and I can play the ukulele. Why did I choose the ukulele? Because I'm a six foot three guy. I'm exactly. Pounds, and I'm holding an instrument that's literally about a foot and a half long. That's, that's built for a five year old. <laughs> yes, exactly. And yet I play it so good. Well, you know, I mean, if, if Tiny Tim could pull it off, you could pull it off. So there you go. So, oh, good Lord. And I, I know I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to date myself here with the Tiny Tim reference. But I don't even know if you know who that is. Oops, yes. <laughs> yes. You know who Tiny Tim is. <laughs> well, of course, if you, play, if you play ukulele, you know who Tiny Tim is. So. Yes. I also know who, who Weird Al Yankovic is. Mm. Which yeah, weird, weird Al's a good guy. The same big gum person. Well, Tiny Tim had probably 150 pounds on Weird Al. 
but they, but they had the same haircut. So, yep. What was it? A perm or something? Yeah, yeah. Weird Al's gotten. He's gone away from his uh from his afro now to where he's got the long long hair perm. So <laughs> you might I, actually look like Weird Al if you did that. I used to have that back in the day, back in high school. I had well, the back of my hair was permed. So <laughs> that was that was the eighties, though. We won't we won't talk about that as if we can if we can avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> so the eighties, Leo. Th- th- those were some good years. Oh, those were those were the best years. Those were uh, from from about nineteen eighty six to about nineteen ninety. I was um, I looked like a little freak. <laughs> That's that's the reason I'm bald now, guy. Kids, if you if you insult your hair bad enough, it will run away. I promise you. <laughs> uh, you know me, Leo. I like to keep my hair up. Exactly. Yeah, you'll you'll keep your hair because if if you respect it, I did not respect mine at all. <laughs> oh man! So you you said you're gonna head back up there in in about a week and a half. Is it just gonna be you? You gonna take the whole team? You think or or because. It sounds like you just have one spot in the house you need to take care of. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the thing. I got one spot in the house, but um, I mentioned to you earlier about how uh, the the homeowners, they were like, you know what? People need this kind of help. Well, they said something to me a few days ago. and like, hey, you know, we think what y'all did for us was amazing. You know, they, they knew. They knew that, you know, the steaming wasn't gone yet. You know, we had already discussed, hey, it's in the it's in the attic. But even now, their dog, Gizmo, which is the perfect name for this freaking chihuahua, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this thing's wild. This is a wild child dog. So this dog would never sleep in the room with them. Now, ever since I did the blessing, the dog's sleeping in the room with them. Nice. Here's another thing. There was the the holy water that we left with them um, has been moved into the hallway. Oh, really? Yep. Um, there was a candle that we were in a room investigating. Why? Like, hey, can you move that candle? Well, we walk out. I'm the last one to leave the room. We go into another room. We don't even think to check the candle. Well, we got the obvious in the living room, and uh, it says candle. Well, we run back there. Next thing you know, the candle's been moved. Huh. So, and this this was this was during the last investigation you guys did out there. Yes. Wow. Yes. So now, so I mean, they're they're obviously continuing to to experience paranormal activity there. Yeah, um, and, and you know I told them I said you know there's several spirits there that have been kept quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know these things are going to start talking now, and they're going to you know really start um, being so active i mean the closet door not not the one that we forgot to bless we did bless this one um but that closet door would open up and it's opened up every day and so far every day they've had something moved in front of that closet door so and that's that's the one that's at the closet that's in the hallway yes okay so it sounds like the hallway is definitely the epicenter in the house yeah, and 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 it it really is the center of the house. I mean, you know, the the closet not so much, but the hallway right. it is the center of the house. Um, but you know, even even me talking about this case, it, it actually makes me a little bit sick. 
um, which is not a good thing. But, no. Uh, no. And we'll, we'll get on to some happier stuff here in just a minute with, with what stuff you guys got going on here in the future. But yeah. um, a couple of last things. Do what? Here, here in the near future, here in the next few weeks. Exactly. You got stuff coming up quick, like. Oh, yeah. Um, but a couple more questions on this investigation, and then we'll, we'll move on. Um, you mentioned that there's multiple spirits, and one of them you said was, was the one you call the witch. Is that one still present, and is that enough of a negative entity that, that that's going to cause problems, you think, for the homeowners? Um, I don't think that it's going to cause problems for the homeowners. Um, I, I, I'm beginning to wonder if the demon was actually playing itself off to be a witch because demons can play themselves off to be multiple spirits. I mean, just like the little yeah. girl that I heard laugh. I mean, yes. You know, so I, I'm wondering, you know, if, if, if that actually might have been it, but you know, I, I can't say for sure if it was or not. Okay. And then, um, what, because first off, I want to I want to make sure everybody knows what what you guys did in there. That's not something that people should just run into uh, a house that's having serious activity and just do. You guys spent a long time researching and planning and and making sure you guys are doing everything one hundred percent correct. Whenever y'all went in there, um, yeah, four months exactly. So it wasn't just a hey, well, we found this place, so tomorrow we're going to go in there and just jump in and do this. You you, you can't do that, kids. Don't try this at home. If you've got something like this going on, find somebody who's got experience uh, that that can help you guys out. But um, what what have you given other than leaving the holy water? What what steps did you guys give the homeowners uh, for continuing to? Because because a blessing isn't just a one time event. It's it's an ongoing thing. Um, yeah, what and, uh, what kind of tools did you guys give them? We left them with holy water. That was one of the only tools that we gave them besides. Uh, prayer. They're they're mm-hmm. gonna pray every day whenever they wake up and before they go to sleep. In any time they feel fear, they're gonna pray. So prayer by itself is a huge, huge, huge tool. So yes. you know that's that should be enough right there. But we went ahead and left them with the holy water too, so that way they can sprinkle it on the pillow before they go to sleep. Um, originally, did, are you guys? Did you guys give them uh, Catholic? Catholic right prayers did y'all uh, I mean where, where did they come from because a lot of people there's there's a school of thought that says for something like this to work it has to be from the Catholic Church I'm not sure where why that people think that but that's a school of thought there other people say no if you if you interpret it and you you use the same type of words or use use the same uh, emotives that it works and other people say you could just you could use anything what what was your guys's basis on that well you know let, let, let me start by saying this exorcism is alive and well exorcism yes. is not just a catholic thing now do um baptists do it yes baptists do do exorcism but are they going to do it as much as a catholic would no no and it's going to be it's going to be hard to find a Baptist to do that, or a uh, 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 a Methodist, or um, you know any any other branch of Christianity besides Catholicism is um, it's going to be difficult to find somebody to do an exorcism or an exorcism. Um, right. I came 
across I came across uh Bob uh Larson. And I'm thinking that he is either Methodist or Baptist, but he's an exorcist. Yes, Bob um, Bob Larson, I believe, is Baptist. I think I think I know uh, I think I'm familiar with him. But it does not matter if if you're using um Catholic rites. I mean, what I use was a Catholic rite because I'm in the process of converting to Catholicism. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you can just, you know, here, here's 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 one. Uh, let's see. Let me get out the Bible. Um, you can use Ephesians six ten, which is uh, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness and of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. I'm sorry, Leo, but that gun, whenever I read that, the... Uh, on your end, there's some more popping in this video. Yeah, you 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 faded out really really bad there. Right right at the end, that was that was kind of kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm familiar with that passage, and that's that's definitely one that uh, we we used to use uh, in when we would do investigations when when we would close out an investigation and we were cleansing ourselves. That's definitely one that we would use. We would also sometimes use that as a pre-investigation. Mm-hmm. So you know that's that's definitely a, a strong passage. And and again, this is this is all if comes from a Christian basis. If you're if you're not a Christian, there are other methods. You know, I've I've helped people who are who are pagans, who are uh, earth earth spirit followers, things like that. And you you just kind of modify it to your belief system. the The trick is is that you have to be able to recognize what is good and pure versus what is not. And when you get out of the Christian base, Christian Christianity has a benefit in that it's pretty clear what's good and pure and what's not. Uh, other religions, not so much. But if you're adept in that religion, you can you can tell on your own what's good and what what isn't. And, and, and let let me go on and say something else. Um, a lot of people believe that holy water has to be blessed by a priest. No. It doesn't. It does not have to be blessed by a priest. If you empower yourself with with God, you can do anything. You know, you can do all through all things through God. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can bless water. You can exercise salt. You can perform an exorcism. Do I know how to perform an exorcism? Absolutely. I mean, I've got the right, the actual right, in the uh, Roman ritual, which. Uh, find a little passage for you um i cast thee out every unclean spirit every phantom every encroachment of satan in the name of jesus christ of nazareth who after john baptized him was led into the desert and vanquished three days in the citadel cease thy attack on man whom has made who has made for his honor and glory out of the slime of the earth tremble before wretched man not in the condition of human uh, fertility but in the likeness of an almighty god yield then to god for it is he who, in Pharaoh and his army, did drown thee in the malice through his servants Moses in the depths of the sea. 
I mean, yep. you know, people don't realize how long an exorcism can actually take. I mean, these things can take hours, and I'm not oh, meaning yeah. two or three hours. I'm meaning twelve hours. Um, no, it's 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 an ordeal. It's an ordeal to go through the entire rite. Uh, it's not a you know, it's not a half an hour. Hey, we're gonna have some milk and cookies, and then we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna you know have have quiet time and be on our way. No, this is this is pack a lunch, people. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 you know, even even with Roman ritual and and I don't advise people thinking that, hey, they've got Roman ritual, they can perform an exorcism. No. You know, I know how to do one. I know the rules of exorcism. Yes, there are rules to an exorcism, you know, but. Even though I know how to do one, I'm not going to do one unless it is an absolute emergency, unless someone is in dire need of an exorcism. Absolutely. And I mean, then you know, and then I'm sure you in, in your position, even with the experience that you've had, if you had someone more experienced available, you probably would hand it off to them just because yeah, it, it, it does. It does take so much out of you. Yeah. And, and you know, that's why we reached out to uh, Bishop Brian D. O, uh, Olette, um, the one that's been on Ghost Adventures, the exorcist. Um, mm-hmm. We reached out to him. Well, um, originally, they did not think it was a demon. Oh really? I th- I thought that they were pretty much on board with it being a demon from from get go. No, um, they thought it was a restless spirit. Mm-hmm. Once I said demon, you cut out again. There's there you go again. I've there been getting again. some. I've been getting some weird noises on on your end. Are you um? Because I know you're you're at home. Are there? Is there anybody coming in and out of the house where you're at? Uh, no, not where I'm at. Okay, because just a few minutes ago, when you were reading the uh, the the right, you um, I heard like three knocks behind you, and what sounded like a door opening and closing. Okay, now I'm getting that gum. Oh, are you all right? Yeah, I'm getting muscle spasms. Oh, that's not good. I'll, I'll give you a minute to to kind of collect yourself because I I don't know what I don't know what happened there, but. I, I don't. I don't think it was a good thing, because like I said, I heard some, I heard some funky noises going on behind you. I don't know if if our microphones caught it, uh, but I could definitely hear them on my end. Um, and like I said, when you were reading before, you were you were fading in and out and things like that. So there's definitely some funkiness going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. The spasm's gone, but well, that's I mean, good. It, it was hurting. I mean, see what what I do whenever I have that is I put the Bible wherever that spasm is. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just like it was in my calf. So I put the pretty much. Um, you know, I if, if I were to do an exorcism, I would do it like either um, Bishop Willett does it, or I would do it like Bob Larson does it. Um, Barb Lock, Barb Lock, or Bob Larson uses the Bible and he uses it as a sword. Whereas normal just don't. Or from from at least the research that I've done, they don't. Um, right. The um the the priest that the Warrens used uh, a lot, Ed, Edward McKenna, he used it if you ever saw pictures of him doing extra he used it as a shield. He held it in front of himself like a shield uh during his extra and it were but that was his style. That was just how he did it. And it worked for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, exorcisms are not, you know, it's not, you know, you've got to necessarily follow 
how everybody else does it. You can adapt it to your own um, likeness, but you right. can't how much you adapt it. Because if you right. adapt it too much, it's not going to have any power. No, but but I think it, it has more power if you if you if you cater it to your personality because your face in it is going to be stronger. I think that has more power than if you're just mechanically reading off a ritual that doesn't fit your personality. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like I told you earlier, how I, you know, I've learned a lot about demons. Um, I've learned that saying the word pit really uh, gets them going and that really pisses them off. <laughs> so, Pretty much, if you can get a demon to say pit, you can bind them and send them back to hell. Um, and, and you know, even even I, I mean, even with the uh, about the deliverance, but even with the blessing, um, I didn't. I, I originally like two or three days before the blessing, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, I, I just don't think I'm where I need to be right now. Well, the day came and I just felt. I felt empowered. I felt like I could do anything, anything I wanted to do. I mean, I got up at freaking 4.30 in the morning to go up to where Jessica lives because, I mean, see, this thing has caused my car to quit. I mean, my car does not run. My vehicle does not run whatsoever. Yeah, your, your car is basically a 3,700-pound a paperweight right now, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's all it is. Um, we don't know what happened to it. And this was uh, about one month before the investigation. Mm -hmm. um, just yesterday, just yesterday, Jessica was hit by a deer. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing the picture. Is she all right? Yeah, she's fine. She's fine. She's okay, just she's a little pissed off. Yeah, well, I, yeah I would be too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's weird how it hit her driver's side door. Because usually, I mean, it's almost like it charged her vehicle. Yeah, because I've I've hit deer before, and usually if you hit them, like the, the one I hit, I hit on the passenger side, I just clipped with the very front end of my car because they try to avoid you as much as you try to avoid them. But see, it wasn't on the front of her car. It was on her driver's side door. Right. I remember seeing the pictures. So how does that work? I it's mean, almost um, like, like you said, it's almost like the deer charged at her. I mean, uh, I, I just, I don't understand it. I don't know, man. The, I mean, you know, animals do weird things sometimes. I've never seen a deer attack a car that was going down the side of the road before. Might but, be one that you know, zombie deer is everybody's talking about now. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard that one yet. You I guess I'm too much out of the deer? loop these days. No, I've never heard zombie deer. Man, they're about to be in Alabama. They're already in Tennessee and Mississippi. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> That's another another thing for, for my kids to worry about now. <laughs> zombie deer. Well, I mean, it ain't like they're going to eat your brains or anything, but, I mean, they it does cause them to be more aggressive. So is, is it almost like mad cow disease then, but in deer? Yes, yes it is. It is. That's exactly hmm. what it is. Okay. Well, they, cause they, they had that going on in England for a while, a few years back and then it kind of dropped off. So I didn't know if that was still a thing or not. Apparently it is. Yeah, it's still a thing, but, uh, 
you know, I, I told you that, you know, I've blessed the holy water, I blessed the oil, and I'm blessed mm-hmm. or I exercised salt. I did uh I did an exorcism on the salt. Well, it's really not an exorcism, it's more just blessed salt, but I mean right. you call it what it is and it's exercised salt. So right. anyway, before I did that before well, I said before I did the exorcism, before we did the investigation, I blessed the home that I'm in. So that way, nothing. Uh, the home that you're in now. Yes. That's 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 um, definitely a good step, for sure. Here's <laughs> here's here's another thing. I took some photos as soon as we got to that house, and it looks like it had already been blessed before. But really? the homeowners home swear up and down that it's never been blessed. We literally seen a cross on the door, like it had been drawn in holy oil but it wasn't wet and it it wasn't fresh it looked fresh but it wasn't Uh uh-huh that's weird i mean that's that's not the that's not a bad thing but that's weird huh it could be could be mocking us could be it could it could be that would i mean that that would not be out of the question for sure um huh well, like you said, you're going to have to go back there. So hopefully, you know, you'll you'll kick this thing's butt permanent. Like, although as you said, you know, it could it could just go into another another piece of the land attached to it into another house, and you guys could be dealing with this this same thing for a while. Unfortunately, yeah. well, at least we're going to have more cases. Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's that. Look at the bright side, you know, and and you know what you're getting into. So and we're, we've already experienced it. So, but the only thing is, it's not going to get any easier. No, no, that's the whole thing. Is it's just going to get more and more ticked off and more aggressive. So, mm-hmm. be careful with with this. Stuff. Not not that you guys aren't always, but you know, I, I would I would feel amiss if I didn't tell you guys be careful with what you're doing. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But let me ask you this, Leo. Mm-hmm. How many? Um. Paranormal investigators, do you know that would take on a demonic case? That would that would intentionally take it on long term. Yes. Uh, I probably I personally probably know three, including you guys, mm-hmm. and the other the other two are folks that are that are really heavy duty into the field, almost specialists. Mm-hmm. So most now, most people try to steer away from it. What about people that would actually go in and confront it and try to get rid of it? Well, that, well, that's the whole thing. Is is I I think that there's a lot of investigators that think that they would that they would they would you know if they're listening to the podcast they're probably raising their hand right now. Hey, my guys would do that, and God bless them for thinking that. But you don't know until you get into that situation. Um, just you don't how, know how much you, you don't you, see. So you don't know how much it really affects your Right, you, right. You just, you, it, it, it's not only it's not like any other haunting experience where it's it's simply that location. You drag that with you everywhere you go. You drag right. that to your house. You drag it into your car. You know, it affects not only you but the people around you. It affects your relationships with people. It affects you know how how people perceive you and how you perceive other people. Um, and it's exhausting every second of it. It's it's like it's like flexing a muscle the whole time. The whole time you're dealing with it. Let me, let me tell you something else. 
you're up for days before this investigation. At least I was. Yep. I was up for days. I was up for about three days. I didn't get any sleep. Um, yep. And we, we did the investigation for not eight hours, not 10 hours, not 12 hours, but 15 hours. Mm-hmm. 15-hour investigation. Now, a normal investigation is anywhere between eight to 10 hours. Hardcore investigators, they'll go for 12. But yeah. this was for yeah. So this was from 3 p.m. to 6 a.m. Around about, around about. Right. But, you know, whenever I got, whenever I, see, whenever I left, I actually went out, we were already in Florence, so I actually stayed with my parents up there, and I crashed on the couch, and I mean, as soon as my head hit the couch, or the pillow on the couch, bam, I'm out, and I did Mm -hmm. not wake up. I I mean, I'm just now getting over the being drained. I mean, Tomorrow I'll probably be back to one hundred percent. Right, and it and it and it literally drain is the right word because it literally all your energy reserves. Not not only do you feel tired like you do at the end of working a, a hard day or something, but all your energy reserves for your second wind and everything they're gone. They're just tapped. Yep, and you know it's been eight days. Yeah, that's that's about right. It usually would it would. It would take me about a week to get to get over that. And I'm a pretty high energy person, uh, but it would still take me a week to really get over it. And so. see, here's the thing: it was affecting me. It wasn't affecting Jessica, but now it seems that it's affecting her a lot more than it affected me. Right, man. And see that that hurts you worse than anything else is when. You, I, I don't know about you. I, I feel like you're probably the same way, but I know when when I was an investigator. If something wanted to attack guys on my team, it, no, that's not cool. It, attack me, you know. You want to, you want to come at me, come at me, but leave my guys alone, you know. Yeah. And and sure, they're they're in the same position I'm in. They're they're there doing the same thing. They they've taken on the responsibility just like I have. But you know, I, I'm a, I was always a kind of a protective papa bear, where I you know you want to come at somebody, come at me. Don't don't come at these other folks. Hit me. You know, and and I I'm pretty sure you're probably the same way. Oh, I am. I mean, you know, it was a it was a long road, seven months. Um, and you got to think, um, you know, an exorcism would take a year at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's before they can even get to you. I mean, you know, they might call you occasionally, be like, "Hey, how are things? Or what's going on? Anything new happened? You know, anything stopped happening? Uh, any right. types of smells? Well, that's it. And then when a year came around, you know, they'd be there, be like, "Hey, uh, uh, I beseech thee in the name of the Lord." Blah 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 blah. I mean, you know, but I'm, so I'm sure they go into more detail than blah 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 blah. But yes. Well, most of them do. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we had another case that we were looking at that was demonic. Well, Mm -hmm. they never contacted us back, but the friend of the homeowner felt like uh, her friend, the the friend of the homeowner felt like that the homeowner 
that her life was in danger. Well, that's not good. Well, I try, I reached out, I reached back out to the friend, and I never got anything. So you know what? I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna call it as it is. They don't want an investigation. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna try don't... to force them to to do an investigation. No, no, and especially since you're you're not even really done with this one. You, very rarely would I tell somebody to take on two investigations at once. Oh, uh, yeah, something absolutely. like this. There's there's no freaking way you would you'd ever tell somebody to do that. No, absolutely not. And I mean, you know, taking on two investigations at once. I mean, even if they're just standard cases, you know, that's already difficult enough. I mean, yeah. we were taking on four and five at a time, and I mean, it was difficult. But taking on one demonic case, I mean, that 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 went over that that I mean, that was worse than the other ones. The the five yeah. that we took on at one time. I mean, well, I was just saying it's probably worse than all of them combined. Oh yeah, I mean, but do you, do you have any other questions about the case, Leah? No. Um. Again, I I know you're headed out there shortly to to hopefully finish this up and i'd love to get an update on that when that happens um and and of course you're gonna you're gonna stay in touch with this family long term aren't you oh yeah well here's the yeah. thing they joined the team awesome yep two new investigators so that makes let's see there's me there's walker there's Bo, there's jessica me walker Bo, jessica that makes six team members mm-hmm. so See, we've had 16 members before, but uh, two of them, you know what happened to them, Leo. I'm yeah. not going to go out publicly and say what happened, but yeah. uh, most people can kind of already guess what happened. But uh, anyway. So, the, same, the same thing that happens in any other walk of life. <laughs> yeah. yep, pretty much. It, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, I had high hopes for these people, but, you know, I really have high hopes for for. For these two people, I mean, you know, I feel like they're going to do great, and they're going to be with us long term. I mean, for a really long time. I mean, they're like, hey, anything you need us to do, we're going to do it. Anything that you awesome. need. Awesome. But, uh, that's one good thing that's happened. But now I've got two more. Yeah. So, so what? So, what do you guys have coming coming up? Because I know you've got a lot of exciting stuff that's that's been happening to y'all lately outside of this investigation. Well, Leo, let me uh. Let me, before I before I actually say that, uh, well, actually no, I, I'll actually get to that later. But anyway, um, we uh, we were doing a, our first ever public investigation in Kosciuszko, Mississippi, at a brand new haunted venue called the Old South Funeral Home. Mm-hmm. So we have called our first ever public investigation the Old South Haunted. Okay. We're going to be doing this with David Childers, who's been on Sci-Fi, Bio, uh, Travel Channel, Destination America. He's been on Ghost Adventures several times. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he and his wife, Jamie Childers, they're going to be joining us, as well as a special guest that nobody knows about except for me and David. Um, so that's going to be uh, it's, it's going to be a thing, too. We might have a few other special guests as well. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Um is, but, it, uh, is it me? Am, am I the special guest? I don't know, Leo. Are you? I don't. I don't think I am. I wish I was, but I don't think I am. <laughs> well, hey, hey, if you want to come down here, <laughs> down the road, definitely not. Maybe probably not this time. Yeah, it's it's only a few miles down the road, Leo. 
yeah, it's just what four states away, three states away, something like that. Just a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, that, that ain't too far of a drive where we live. No, no, not at all. That just take off early one afternoon from work, and I'll be right there. Right there. Yeah, in about ten hours. <laughs> something like that. So you guys got this coming up. Um, yeah, well, y'all just did the y'all just did a public investigation, correct? No. Okay. We were going. I, I thought, okay, that's what it was. Okay, so then you have this, but you have this one coming up. When's when's the dates on that? It is March twenty third. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's in Kosciuszko, Mississippi. And and here's the thing: it is a full twelve hour investigation. You get to use real equipment. And you get to investigate with some of the best investigators in the field. Uh, <laughs> us. Nice. Uh, not, not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just trying to be funny. But, I mean. No, you know. no, but you guys are great. Plus, like you said, you, you have David Childers and his wife. Um, yeah. Now, if, if folks wanted to, because we're going to put information on that. Uh, it, it, if anybody follows our page on Facebook, you've already seen where we've shared out this information on it. But we're going to also put put the information in the show notes. Um, a couple of questions on it now. Um, you, you said this is a new uh, venue, so nobody's been in there to investigate this place? Well, the owners of it, uh, Southern Paranormal, which uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, huh, I don't know about that. Southern Paranormal. They hmm. copy us. It nah. sounds, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, it sounds familiar, but no, nah, I, would, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't. I, I just like, that's, that's kind of weird. But okay, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting there. I'm like, I'm not mad at him or anything. I'm just like, that's kind of weird. But uh, anyway, guy contacted us, and I'm like, hey, or, or he's like, hey, uh, would y'all be interested in coming out and investigating this place? He's like, it's uh, three hundred dollars for twelve hours. I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, can we do public investigations there? He's like, of course. So we're selling tickets. Take a guess, Leo. Fifty dollars for twelve what? hours. Fifty dollars for twelve hours. Okay, now, 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 just as comparison, uh, there's a place up here uh, by where I live called called Madison Seminary. That's a that Travel Channel has highlighted it, and uh, these are, it's definitely a haunted location. Uh, I've been there. I've caught some funky stuff there, and they charge. They they do where you can go in and you can investigate, and for them. It's a six-hour window, and they charge seventy-five dollars, which is which is a good price. Seventy-five dollars for six-hour investigation. Trust me, folks, that's a good price. But you're saying twelve hours for fifty dollars? Yep, with, with real equipment. I mean, and, and I mean, you get to meet me and David Childers and the rest of my team, and you get to meet Jamie Childers and the special guest. Now. Originally, which we're gonna, we're still gonna do this in the future because uh, the owner of this place has pretty much said, "Hey, we're opening up another one right next door to it, which is a hospital." Y'all wanna investigate that too? Same price, three hundred dollars, twelve hours. We're probably gonna charge maybe sixty dollars for that one because it's so a not, not right. So, but not a big bump up. No, no, now, not at all. But but now, here's the reason why we're gonna charge more. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be doing a meet and greet. Oh, at, really? At uh, an inn in Kosciuszko, which was standing during the Civil War. No way! Wow. Yep. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, a president has stayed in that inn too. Nice. 
I don't know which I don't know which one, but I'm pretty sure President has stayed in that in. Excellent. So, so with with these with these investigations, now you said that they can use real you know with real equipment, which trust me, guys, it's that's not typical. Usually, you go into these places and you have to bring your own equipment. You know, there's some places where they'll they'll give you a digital recorder or they'll give you a camera or something like that, but but it's not real equipment. Um, now, what what can folks bring their own equipment if they want to though? Absolutely. I mean, we encourage it. I mean, because, you know, we've only got so much equipment to hand out and not everybody's going to get to use equipment at the same time. Right. However, everybody will get a chance to actually use it. But, okay. you know, we, we only have so much equipment that we can, you know, hand out. And plus, we're looking at about 20, 25 people, maybe 30 people to investigate. Well, you know. We're gonna have some uh, some some equipment that you see on TV: PSB sevens, PSB elevens, the ovulus, the mail meter, um, triboelectric meter, the thermoscope, the REM pod, EVP recorders. Um, I think an SLS camera, a thermal camera. I mean, yeah, static pods. So, so when 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 you guys are doing this now, now what if? Let's say I'm somebody who wants to go to this thing, and but I don't want to devote 12 hours. Can I? Can I go there for like six or seven hours? Do or do, or am I obligated for the entire time? Um, you can leave anytime you want to. Now that's not going to affect the price. You know, we're not going right. to take off twenty dollars if you're only staying there because I mean, you know, we've we've got to make our money off of it. Plus, we're wanting to get some more equipment. But I mean, still fifty dollars. You know, if they're only going to be staying there five six hours, that's still an amazing price. That that absolutely that absolutely is. I mean, that's honestly that's the best price I've ever heard on any kind of investigation with a professional team. Uh, especially, you know, like you said, you you you're going into a place that's that's basically virgin territory as far as investigations. A lot of times, folks go into places like um like Sloss Furnace, or they go into uh, Mansfield Prison, or something like that. And they're they're still incredibly exciting places to to investigate, but they've been investigated to death. Um, the new places, those are to me, they're super exciting to go into because because nobody's nobody's been in there. I mean, you're you could you could be the first person to catch evidence in that place. So now the only thing is, it's going to be investigated by another team um, publicly. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. other team publicly. And uh, that they're going to be before us, but that is it. I mean, right. you know, once once that happens, I mean, you know, we're next in line, and we're going to be there in about a week after they've left. So, you know, it starts at six p.m., ends at six a.m. So, there's your there's your normal investigation times: six p.m. to six a. Now, that's usually when our investigations start, unless they're first. You know, unless it's a special reason for the one in Florence, Demons in Florence, that started at 3. We were originally going to be there at 2.30, but we had some kind of stuff that I needed to get, um, mm-hmm. such as my necklace that I wear on every investigation that I actually had blessed. But uh, I'm I, I'm actually wearing that now. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. That's, so That's it's, cool. It's a new venue. Yeah. Well, I'm I, in the... It, 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 this it tears me up that I can't get down there. It really, really, really does. Um, well, I'm going to eventually get to to one of these investigations that you guys are doing, and I'm going to going to hook up with you guys. So that's well, that's going to happen. See that that's okay, Leo, because we got we we're going to be doing another one up there uh, closer to you 
in uh, Wilder, Kentucky. In Wilder, now, let me see, Wilder, Kentucky. Huh, I wonder what could be in Wilder, Kentucky. I'm not sure. Maybe a certain uh, famous music, uh, musical hall type deal. Oh. Uh, type thing. Oh, Bobby Mackey's. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bobby yeah. Mackey's. Yeah, you know, the one where Zach Baggins is like, if this is the portal to hell, why don't you come up out of that ground and come get us? Exactly, and then he runs away screaming like a little girl. Ah! <laughs> yeah, well, that, I'm going to recreate that. <laughs> that that I'm in for, because that's only a few hours away from here. Um, Bobby Mackey's is on my bucket list, uh, which I think it's on everybody who does any kind of investigations. It's on their bucket list, but it's definitely on mine. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a good time right there. I, yep. You know, yeah. as, as much as as much as investigated a potentially uh, demonic location can be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Oh, it's gonna be a, a, a damn good time. Now, here's another one that we're looking into. Um, let's see. Hmm. You ever heard of Sloss Furnaces? I have I have heard of Sloss Furnace. I just mentioned Sloss Furnace a minute ago. Yo, you did? Uh, yes, I did. Sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Apparently, I wasn't listening, and I didn't realize it. Now, you know the whole point of a podcast is that you listen, correct? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, That's I'm all right. It happens. I'm sure. I'm sure we have listeners that that 20 minutes into it, they just kind of tune us out. And we become background noise, but yep. <laughs> we're still happy to have them there. They go to sleep listening to us. Exactly. Yeah. Wake up with nightmares. They don't know why. <laughs> they're hearing my voice, Leo. That's what they're they're having dreams about me. Oh my lord! No, let's not go into that area. <laughs> but why not? <laughs> Well, I'll, for a little bit, Leo. I'll I'll pass on that one. <laughs> I wonder what they could be dreaming about. <laughs> Let's just focus on Sloss Furnace. <laughs> okay. Well, Sloss Furnaces. Uh, I believe that you can only have eight people there. So yes. Um, depending on how many team members I'm going to have with us, which we'll probably be doing Sloss Furnaces multiple times, so that way each team member can get to go. So we'll probably do maybe three or four team members. All right. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, we can take – so we'll say we'll say four team members. We'll say me, Jessica, uh, Bo, and Walker, okay? Right, right. We're going to take four, all right? Now, we can only have eight people, so there's yep. four. Now we yep. just need four people to buy tickets. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. This is going to be more of a one-on-one investigation because what I want to do – uh, would be take take one of the people that pay for a ticket, just me and them, or them and Jessica, or them and Walker, or them and Bo. You know, it'd be it'd be one of my investigators with one of one of the ticket buyers. We'd go off to an area and we'd investigate, just just us and that other person, or just me and that other person, or just Jessica and that other person. So it would be a one on one experience. And every few hours, actually, it's only a six hour investigation, which is the bad part. Mm-hmm. Uh, Here's another bad part. They want to charge six or five hundred dollars for six hours. Oh, I, I know it's it, it's it's expensive, but well, it's also but because thing it's for landmark. Exactly, exactly. That's the whole thing, and it's and it's it's a place that has been investigated a lot, 
but when you're talking about a small number, that's that's best case scenario. You know, yeah. if you're going to have a place that's investigated a lot, you want to have small groups in there. You don't want to have large groups. Um, like I've I've seen in some of the haunted prisons and stuff where they'll bring in a group of thirty or forty people, and there's nothing wrong with having a large group in there. But if you do that over and over and over again, it just kind of gets all trampled to death. Yeah, uh, essentially. Uh, that's the whole point of breaking off into smaller groups. Um, so that way there's no, there's not as much contamination for evidence and stuff like that. But the people would have to pay about two or $300 per ticket, depending on, you know, how much, you know, I mean, depending on how much, uh, they're going to charge because I think it's for three people. It starts at $600 or right. $500. Now, if we're bringing in more, it depends on how much more they're going to charge. It might be a hundred dollars extra. I don't know, but right, right. They, yeah, I, I know that they do that. They kick up the price per person and stuff like that. It's it's uh, you know, and and some folks don't like that. They don't like that they are um, you know, well, why would you have to pay to investigate a place? Well, first off, because it's you know they these places are are still owned by people. They still have property upkeep costs they still have property taxes they have to pay and if they're not charging people to come in and, and do investigations or do tours or however you want to describe it they're just gonna they're the place is gonna turn to dust they're just gonna let this place go and then it's gonna become dangerous for anybody to go in there and then nobody will be able to investigate in it so look at it as almost like an entrance fee to help maintain these places um yep. but then also you know that you charge a little bit so that not everybody in the world comes in there all at once. Because again, you, you, you have a lot of people that will just run into a, into a place, you know, if you have Waverly Hills sanitarium, um, Oh yeah, that's another one. If you, if you had that open completely to the public, there would, there'd constantly be people in there just coming in curiosity seekers with cameras and digital recorders that have no idea what they're doing. And you'd never get a moment's peace in there to where you could actually do an actual investigation. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And uh, yeah, Waverly Hills and mm-hmm. Old South Pittsburgh Hospital. Old South Pittsburgh Hospital is a is a hot spot that um that I've got. It's not on my bucket list, but it's definitely one that I would I would like to to investigate. Uh, it's got a lot of history to it, and it's it's definitely a a good location that's not overly investigated. It's not one of these places that everybody thinks about, but it's definitely a good one. As well as Hell's Bar and Dam and uh, Brushy Creek Penitentiary. Brushy Creek's a good one. Brushy Creek, I've heard of. Oh, so. yeah. Hell's Bar Dam, that's another good one. Um, where's where's that located at? Uh, it's in uh, East Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm not very, familiar with that one. It's a high security prison. Oh, is it really? Yep. Wow. I think I might just lock Jessica up in there. Don't be mean, Dalton. Oh, oh crap. Jessica, I lost the key. Dang it. <laughs> nah. I'll I'll just duct tape it to the ceiling so she can't get it. Well, she's well, she's all of five three, so that wouldn't be that big of a stretch. Yeah. Oh man. Dalton, she would chew her way through those bars and get at you and we'd never never hear from you again. Don't do no, that. Never. <laughs> never. So what what else what else exciting you guys got going on? Because I I know the you got 
at least one other thing coming up that I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but I know you got some other exciting stuff coming up. Yeah, um, we're going to be on a TV show, uh, Truth, uh, Truth or Legend, uh, in your hometown. Mm-hmm. That's going to be on Amazon. Uh, it's going to be Amazon production. Um, originally, they were going to go with Travel Channel, but they decided right. to go with Amazon. Um, yeah, tra- uh, Travel Channel's been giving some fits to people like like Nick Groff and them, and I think a lot of people are being turned off of working with them uh, because of that. They're kind of shooting themselves in the foot right now. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, their filming's going to start uh, March 9th. So, I'm sorry, yeah, March 9th. Wow, and that's coming up quick. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be, it's going to end. Um, September 2020. Wow. Okay. So what what's what's this show about? What would what, what's kind of the format of the show? Pretty much, um, you know, it's it's uh, got to do with urban legends. Now there is going to be some investigating in there. There's going to be real evidence, and you know, you've already talked to uh, Gavin Kelly. Yes, we, we just talked you. to Gavin. Uh, a little bit about it, but I didn't know if he went into any more detail with, with you guys. Uh, and, uh, you know, and I, I kind of name dropped you guys to them. So I don't know if that's why they came to you guys. Probably he already had you, you folks in mind, uh, and didn't say anything to me about it because he's a sharp guy and he recognizes talent. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he said it was like a the local investigators do the investigating and then him and Paula, uh, kind of come in and go over the evidence and, and go out with you guys and look at, look at what you've captured and kind of, uh, you decided at the end, is this, is this real or is this just a legend? Yeah. And you know, I, I really hope I don't get in trouble for the, for, for telling too much information. Cause I'm trying to keep some of it a uh, secret because I mean, you know, some, of the, some of the stuff, you know, that I've read, I'm just like, I, I don't know if I should say that or not. So I'm not yeah. going to mention, the locations that yeah i would i would keep that under wraps because that's that's kind of that i would say that would be kind of giving away i don't want to say trade secrets but that kind of would be you know jumping the gun on on the show but i i know when he was explaining it to me it sounded like it sounded definitely to me like the kind of thing i would watch um and i've seen some of the stuff that gavin and paula have done they they are professional folks who they know what they're doing. They their shows that they have going on right now is exciting. Um, yep. It's 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 an incredible show, and I think you guys will will fit well together. It's kind of you kind of have the same mindset. So, guess who produces it? Who I, I I think he mentioned the name, but I can't remember. You you probably know his name, and you've probably heard of him, Joey Vital. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, he used to be what was it, the Backstreet Boys or? Yes, I, yeah. I, I do. So one of those boy bands, I can't remember which one of those boy bands that I used to make fun of. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm sorry if, if, if Joey's listening to this. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not the first person to. I don't know this man. I don't know. this man. I don't know his name. I know his, 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 his I know. I know his first name's Leo. I don't know anything else about him. I know he's a weirdo. And I know he's offensive. And I, I coerced you. I coerced you into being on the show. So. Yeah, he uh, he he held a gun to my head, uh, six six seven hundred miles away. He held a gun it's, to my head. Exactly. 
No, I, no, Joey has um he's been a producer for a while and he's done some really good work. Um and I, I know he's uh he's definitely one of the one of the young guns in television production these days. So that's that's exciting. I mean that the the fact that you guys are gonna get to work with him and with Gavin and Paula, you know, that all of that's exciting for everybody involved. Yeah, and you know, uh there's there's um you know, there, there's a lot that I want to know more about, which, you know, there's there's some stuff that I don't know, some stuff that I don't. For some reason, that sounded so stupid when I said there's some stuff I don't know. I don't well, there's my- stuff you don't know. There's stuff I don't know. There's stuff all of us don't know. No, if you're you, not if you're not learning, you you know, you might as well not have even gotten up that day. No, I mean, like, <laughs> it, it sounded stupid coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Uh, well, it says Joey Vitale is an American hockey player. Is he really? I, I mean, I don't think so. Oh, you know what? You know what? I might be thinking about Joey Vitone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see here. <laughs> uh, yeah, he looks like the type of person that would be in the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I have Singer, no idea. Television personality. He's best known as a member of the boy brand. Uh, new NS. Oh, in sync, in sync. Yeah, that was the other one I was trying to remember. I couldn't remember which one he was. He was a member of, but yeah, he was. He was in in sync. I think that's isn't that Joey? Yeah, Joey Vitone. Okay, yeah, Joey Vitale. Yeah, he is an American hockey player because I remember his uh his uh profile picture. Right. So whoever it is. <laughs> It's producing it. They're doing a good job, <laughs> and yeah. they need to continue to do a good job. <laughs> and the, the the really important thing is the the talent on the screen, which is you know, like I said, Gavin and Paula are always everything they touch turns to gold, man. And uh, everything you guys are doing is great. So y'all are going to be a good team, and I, it's it's going to be. It was already a show that I was going to be interested in watching, and now I'm going to be doubly interested in watching. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I'm I'm very excited to be working with them. I mean, you know, with with see, I've already had people comment or, or uh, posting stuff about you know they found out that I was in it uh, or going to be on the show, and uh, they were very excited. I mean, when my mother found out, she was like ecstatic. I mean, she's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" I'm like, "See, I told you I'd get the show one day." And then I told my I told my grandmother, and she's like, "You're messing with me because I'm always messing with her." She's like, "You're just messing with me." I'm like, "Um, excuse me, read this, read this contract." I mean, you you could still be messing with her, but yeah. but probably not. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go through the uh, um, the trouble of making a contract and then signing it with an executive producer's name, and I can't even sign that good. Well, you know, if you if you want to trick grandma hard enough, you'll go to whatever extremes you need to go to. Oh, believe me, I have I have put her through some freaking pranks. I mean, I'm telling you. Oh man. Well that well that's exciting stuff. So you guys are gonna start that up. Do you do you know when your filming date's gonna be or is that kinda up to you guys or um no we don't even know give you any details on that yet. They haven't given us any details on that yet. I'm gonna that's one of the things I'm gonna be finding out. Um, they're still working on some stuff, so you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, 
there's still some stuff I don't know, like I mentioned earlier. But, but right. as soon as I can, I'm going to find out. Cool. Excellent. Uh, well, keep yeah. us informed because because we we love to hear success. We love to hear about anybody's success. So, and uh, hey. you know, I think that uh, it's pretty cool that uh, you know there's going to be teams, one team from fifty states. Uh, well, that that was that was the neat thing to me about the when he described the project was that it was going to be some somebody in every state, and it's I'm like you know that that not only. Not only is that interesting, but you get the local flavor from the folks who live there. And, oh, yeah. And you, you, you bring in folks that, you know, it's not the same people over and over and over again. You bring in new people all the time. And you bring in fresh blood all the time. And, and you get fresh perspectives and fresh investigating techniques and things like that. It's, that's the neatest thing about the show to me. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We also got some other cool stuff coming up. Um, well, what else you got? Let me uh, let me go back to the the public investigation. That's going to be uh, put in the news. Um, so that's cool. Um, let's see. Another thing. You ever heard of the world's largest ghost hunt? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. The lady in charge of that invited us and wants us to participate in that because she's seen our event and she's like, I want that for the world's largest ghost hunt. Nice. She's actually the one that picked up our event and said, "Hey, um, do you want do you want to uh, have your event put on our website?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So you can find those tickets at Thriller dot events. Um, you can type in uh, Old South Haunting, um, mm-hmm. find our thing. It's uh, it's got a picture of me. It's got a picture of Jessica. It's got a picture of Walker. It's got a picture of Bo, and uh, it's got a picture of David and Jamie Childers. Um, mm-hmm. So. And then it's also got a picture of the location, um, and that's really cool. Um, another thing is, uh, if y'all haven't yet, go to my page, or I'm sorry, Southern Souls Paranormals page, and you can see the uh, actual video from uh, the Old South uh, funeral home, which, Leo, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. I, I actually haven't. I haven't seen that yet. Leo, before I get off phone, you're going to watch that. Well, I'm going to pull it up here in just a second. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, I think I think that you're really going to like it. I mean, you know, I'd love for you to come down here and to, to, to get old Alabama or Mississippi. Come on back to the south where you belong. Yes. And, where, uh, where y'all know how to cook. Yeah, we definitely know how to cook. You know, uh, I, I cook pretty good myself. I mean, my, my inspiration is Gordon Ramsay. Well, see, I'm more of an Alton Never. Brown kind of guy because see, Gordon Ramsay's British, and Alton Brown's Southern, and you know, me being a Southern guy, <laughs> I want to follow the Southerners. So. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, I can cook you a gum steak with some, uh, uh, I don't know what he gum calls it, with capers and all that good shit. <laughs> I don't know. I have to watch the video first before I make it. We have, we'll have to, um, we'll have to have a cook off at some point. Well, I'll out cook you any day. I, I don't know. Well, my wife probably does. My wife doesn't like to cook, but I've been, I've been cooking professionally for almost three decades. So good luck with that. Leo, I've been cooking unprofessionally at fast food places. Oh, Lordy. I can cook you some daggum hot wings. You want some pizza? I can make you a pizza. 
I can have it stretched, sauce, everything. And <laughs> what was it? It was under 30 seconds. It was like 25 seconds or 23 seconds. I can't even remember now. I think it was 23 seconds. Have that already made and put in the oven before you can before you can uh, say uh, Domino's Pizza. Nice. I'm wa- I'm watching the video right now for the uh, for the funeral home. Yeah, not a sponsor, Domino's. <laughs> however, however, Domino's. If you listen to this. Give me a call. <laughs> they, Domino's Domino's doesn't pay us for promotion, but they can if they want to. <laughs> they they should pay me. <laughs> they should pay me for how much I eat of the stuff because I'm I eat a lot. <laughs> Man, that specialty chicken! Oh my goodness! They got they've got some good products. They've kind of turned the corner. They were a little bit down for a while there, but they've definitely kind of turned the corner the last few years. So let, let, let me tell you something. You know the Italian sub. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't put any vegetables on there. I'd put uh, three slices of provolone on there. Some mozzarella. I'd put uh, some uh, marinara sauce. I'd put uh, ham, pepperoni, salami, um, and uh, see bacon, and then cheddar cheese. Put it in the oven. Pull it out. Eat it. Oh my god. Yeah. See now I'm hungry again. <laughs> and I now I wish there was a Domino's close by. <laughs> oh man. Well, look, dude, I'm starting to get hungry. <laughs> I'm going to have to break off here in just a little bit. But yeah. um, I, I, well, as always, man, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, tell folks real quick how they can get in touch with you if they if they want to look you up. Well, um, they can uh, they can reach out to us through our Facebook page. They can uh, reach out through email, which uh, is uh, southernsoulsparanormal at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, no spaces. Or uh, this is the first time I've ever put my phone number out publicly. So uh, don't, well, actually, technically not publicly. You can look up my name and find my phone number. You can look up Southern Souls Paranormal and you can find out everything about me. Just about. You look up Southern Souls Paranormal, you get a bunch of pictures of me. So may as well go ahead and tell you my phone number. 256-980-5992. Awesome. Awesome. Let the calls come in. Actually, please, please don't. I've had for months and ain't even funny. You got you got enough to deal with without dealing with that. So yeah, yeah. I got a daggum prank text. Somebody saying that I, I sent it to you. It was saying, uh, "Hey, can a ghost person take uh, two pickles and put them in my toilet?" And then I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember." I'm like, "What kind like, of question is that?" And he's like, "And I keep hearing my name, Yabuza." I'm like, "Do what?" <laughs> I mean, what kind of name is Yabuza? And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, is that like a demon name or something? He's like, no, that's my name. Anyway, I captured it and it put, I put, uh, actually, he said at the very end, he said, I can't even shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I took a screenshot and I captioned it and I said, looks like somebody got the shitty end of a pickle. <laughs> well, see, that's, that's, the, that's the price of fame, sir. That <laughs> you're going to eventually have somebody text you about a pickle. Well, Dalton, again, I appreciate you being on the show, buddy. Uh, don't be a stranger. And uh, it, it, when you guys close out this this demon house, if y'all catch anything else, if y'all have anything funky happen, be sure to let us know, man. All right, we'll do. Another funny thing just happened is uh, your mic cut out again, which you mentioned demon. 
Oh, for Pete's sake. Okay. Well, that's, that's gotta be a sign. So we'll go ahead and close it out, buddy. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Bye Leo. Okay. Bye. Well guys, that is going to do it for this episode of true paranormal, the podcast. I'd like to thank you guys for hanging out with us all the way to the end. It was kind of a long conversation, but I didn't really feel like it would do it justice to break it up. Um, And we are going to put the contact information for Dalton and his event that he has coming up on the 23rd in our show notes. So if any of you guys are in that area and you're looking for a good time around some great investigators and in a great location for not a whole lot of money, definitely check these guys out because it sounds like it's going to be a great time to be had as always we are going to highlight a podcast that we have kind of i say we've discovered it but we haven't discovered it it's been around for a little while and uh this week we're looking at one that i've kind of become a big fan of called glenn thinks stuff uh it is an eclectic podcast where uh, the host, Glenn, literally just rambles on topics that he comes up with off the top of his head. Uh, it is definitely entertaining. It's very, very, very funny. Glenn is a funny guy. Um, and it's one that you really won't get bored by because it's not the same topic or the same thing over and over and over again. You never know from week to week what Glenn is going to be talking about. So really, really interesting. Um, We don't have a promo for Glenn, but I will definitely put his contact information and the information for how to hear his show in the show notes. So you guys check out Glenn Thinks Stuff. Um, He's on Twitter. He's on iTunes. He's kind of everywhere like we are. Um, And it's definitely worth a listen to you guys. And while you're at it, if you're on iTunes looking for Glenn Thinks stuff uh, and you're checking us out, go ahead and give us a review if you get a moment or on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. I know I personally use uh, Podcast Addict a lot. A lot of people use Spotify. think we're on google play but i'm not 100 percent certain but whatever method you guys use to listen to us do us a favor please and just give us a rating and a review uh definitely the rating is super super quick all that is is usually hitting uh five stars or whatever you want to rate us at uh the reviews takes a couple more minutes you just have to type out words from the english language combination of letters and symbols all 26 of them so it's a little more in depth but um we really appreciate everybody that gives us a review because it helps us out in podcast ratings and there's tens of thousands of podcasts out there that you guys can choose from and i'm not only am i honored that you guys chose to listen to us but if you do take time to do a review that's just like doubly honored because that not only means you're listening but you care enough that you want to give us a shout out that hey we're out here listening to you so thank you guys for the folks who do reviews and who will be doing reviews we really really appreciate that and if you want to connect with us in other locales as always we're on facebook and we're on twitter just look us up at true paranormal dash the podcast or on twitter at true para podcast i will love to hear from you guys With all that being said, before I get into rambling too much more, I'm just going to go ahead and cut it off here because, as you guys know, if I don't shut myself up, I'll just keep talking for hours and hours and hours. So thank you guys for listening this week and every week for that matter. Be sure to join us again next week for another episode of True Paranormal, 
the podcast.